Sorry. I oh. love you, Jesus. It's like insane to me how like you like how much you like Trisha Paytas. Obsessed. <laughs> I know it's like concerning, like how much it's, it's obsessive. Not concerning. It is a little bit. She's an icon. For like people who need help, yeah. And we've already established <laughs> I need help. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. podcast besties oh hi besties welcome to episode 23 23 of isn't that odd podcast the big two three and all things spooky pod i'm brianna and i'm paul and whatever paul is going through right now i hate it me too great um welcome love that we could go through it together i didn't um welcome to this monstrosity <laughs> welcome to your favorite podcast that you ever listened to so true that if we... you are 23 <laughs> episodes deep you kind of like us honestly and you should kind of buy us dinner first honestly you didn't even buy me dinner first if this is your first episode you didn't even buy us dinner first and you're just yeah, but you did me. <laughs> you're just fucking us raw yeah i haven't said that in a long time you're just fucking us raw <laughs> You fucking dirty boy. Or oh girl. my god. Wow. Oh, enough. <laughs> <laughs> Meow. I hated that. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, welcome back to such another great episode. Yeah, you get to listen to us talk about nothing. I hope you don't follow uh, our tracker that we used to have at the beginning of this whole escapade of the podcast because I am not following it. Because I'm supposed to do a conspiracy story today and I said. No, so I did another true crime, and Brianna has a paranormal. paranormal. Great! I was like, "What are you talking she about?" She was looking, just dead, staring me. I'm like, "Uh huh." Because I was like, "Tracker? Are you talking about our tracker?" Well, no, because I remember at the beginning of the podcast, like, oh, when like we the first little cycle started, we had. Like, yeah, we have a cycle. Oh like, yeah, one will do this, one will do that, and we'll just keep yeah, going. No, through that. Now no. the cycle is just we, whatever yeah. the fuck I feel like talking we about. We and by about. we, I mean most likely me killed that cycle. Well, not even that, because I was kind of just doing... I did, like... There was a whole cycle where I was just doing, like, true crime, like, back-to-back, to back-to-back. Yeah. Back to back. So yeah. we kind of still have a cycle, but not really. Yeah. Um, but I said, no thanks to true crime. I'm, no thanks to conspiracy. And I said, I want to do more true crime. Yeah. It's funny because... There was an episode where we were both going to be doing true crime cases, and then I'm pretty sure the reason why you flip-flopped it the way you did it so we that didn't happen. And it was so funny because I was like, don't worry, they won't be the same case. And Paul was like, how do you know that? And I was like, bitch, I know, don't worry. She's like, mine is like kind of newer. And I said, okay. Yeah, but so. that's a, that's going to be uh, next episode, so sneak peek, babe. Ooh, la la. Sneak peek, baby. Anyway. Well, that would have... Whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one thing I've realized... Is I mean, we obviously both listen to our episodes. Brianna listens to them because she has to edit them. Unfortunately. And then I listen to them just because I was like, by the time it comes out, I kind of forget what we talked about. I want to hear what the episode's like, so mm-hmm. I listen to it. Uh, another thing that I never thought about that I actually kind of hate is listening to the podcast with somebody else. <laughs> 
who have you listened to the podcast with? I say that because the other day we took Jocelyn. Hi, Jocelyn. <gasps> Hi, Jocelyn. We took her out for her birthday. And so I drove her, I offered to drive her home because I'm just a great friend. Um, I think it's funny that I just want Jocelyn to be my friend. So <laughs> <laughs> It's cute. Jocelyn's uh, probably like, who the fuck is this bitch? So, we met once and she's like, absolutely not. She's like, weirdo. <laughs> Literally. Uh, so I was driving her home. And I was going to put on music. And she's like, let's listen to your podcast. And I was like, let's not. And she's like, yeah, I was listening to this episode with the nipple belt. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I got to like this part. And I was like listening to it in the shower. And so I was like, well, let's finish it. And I was like, oh, okay. So not only did she tell me like the wrong part and we skipped through half the episode just to find where she was, but... It was so weird to not only hear myself and hear, like, the project that, you know, I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but have someone next to me reacting to it in real time. Yeah. Because she'd never heard it. Yeah. yeah. And so, and then, so you like, like know laugh or, like, say comments or something like, this is so fucking weird to Yeah. Me. <laughs> for what, for me, what's the weirdest part is, like, just people's, not even, because I've never experienced that, like, listening to it with somebody in the moment, but just, like, having other people's, like, comments when I see them at a different time. So, like, sometimes when I see Station, that's how Station ended up coming on the podcast so often, is, like, I'd see Station be like, oh, yeah, three weeks ago when you were talking about this, like, haha, this was so funny, and I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because I don't remember talking about that. Like, I've never said that sentence before in my life. And she'll pull up the podcast, and it's, like, at that part, and I'm like, I guess I did say <laughs> oh, I guess you're right. It's, yeah, it's just so I don't even know. To, I don't even know how to describe the feeling. This is no. This exact feeling that you're having is how I feel all the time about being perceived. This is ex- oh, this that. is exactly it. Yeah. So I'm just sitting there, like on the edge of my seat, being like, "Is she gonna find it funny? Am I funny? Are we funny? What does she actually think?" Like just the so, entire. So does time. she love it? Yeah, she enjoyed. Oh, okay, she good, enjoyed yeah. the parts we listened to. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So it was it was a hit. Um, it wasn't a miss. Love that. I don't exactly remember what she said. But it was good things. All yeah. good things. All good things. And all she good chuckled. Things. I chuckled. We had a little bit of a good sign. Kiki, love that. Yeah, we were also a couple sangrias deep, but that's balls fine. deep. Love that. Balls deep. Sangria, great. Love sangria. I can agree to that. I like I like sangria. Only white sangria. Hate red wine. Never catch me drinking red wine. There's a certain brand of sangria I like, and it's I don't know the brand. I know the, what the bottle looks like. It's that black bottle that has all the fruit all over it. Black bottle with fruit over it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The only one I know of is called Capriccio. Capriccio. And it Mine's put cheap. Me I on can my tell you ass. that right now. No, this one's cheap, but it put me on my ass. Because Paul's bougie and has, like, adult money, and I'm not bougie and don't this have is adult cheap. money. This is a white bottle with all the fruit on it. Why is yours black? So it's a white bottle and has fruit all over it? Yeah. So it's the same. That's Capriccio. Capriccio, okay. some shit like that. Hold on, wait. Let me, I'm going to Google it right now. So it's probably just a different flavor because they have different flavors and there's different colors because they oh, have okay. a green one with fruit all over it and it's watermelon flavor. That's Yo, really good too. I had that shit and that shit fucked me up. <laughs> you said that shit fucked me people, up. People, when it first came out, were just like, this is essentially like the four loco of Sangria. You know when four loco, do you remember when four loco first dropped and it was fucking people? raw this yeah that's what i'm talking about yes yeah, so i have a white yeah. bottle okay but yeah do you remember that when four loco first dropped i don't remember was... when it first dropped because i'm only 25 oh well when it first dropped <laughs> <laughs> anyway so when it first dropped it was that it was, silence was loud it was ball. a big deal because I think, it, I think it was between the alcohol content and like the caffeine and stuff people were just getting blasted on it and they're just like, we gotta tune this down. Mm. Some of this is illegal. And then they redid it. 
To be so honest, the four loco you have now is a whole lot different than when it first came out. To be honest, I'm not a really big drinker. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we go for any kind of food, Paul's like margaritas. <laughs> I am a slut for margaritas. I know. <laughs> we go for Mexican food, and Paul's like, "Should I get a marg? I'm gonna marg." I would do stereotypical gay man. We so many things for margaritas. That is a stereotypical gay man. So you many things. Anything for a strawberry margarita. Anything. Always. Absolutely. It's always a strawberry margarita. If I get a frozen strawberry banana, if they have it, is is my I've never favorite. seen a strawberry banana margarita. Frozen. Uh, We've only gone so out for Mexican good. food, I think, three times, and it's. And I've gone ironically every single time. Ironically, it's always been for work. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and that's you funny. always get a strawberry margarita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we do a lot of a lot of things for for margarita. <laughs> what would you do, Forga? Forga. For a margarita. Forga. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not a I'm not a really big drinker. Um, it's because I don't have. I can admit to it. I don't have like the casual self-control for it. So I'm either drinking to get fucked up. There's mm. no in between. I don't want to casually drink. Oh, I, I want to get can, fucked up. Oh, I can casually drink. No, I've gotten fucked up and blacked out enough where I'm just like, I don't want to go in that position anymore. So, so I got now I know my limit. And when I feel it, I'm like, I should stop. To me, I just feel like it's a waste. Like I'd, it's either I'm sober or I'm fucked up. I don't want to be anywhere in between. See, I want to be in that healthy in-between because I feel really good, but I know I'm not going to wake up regretting my life in the morning. I don't... For me, it's like... For me, it's like... I don't know, just being drunk, it's like... I feel like it's just not worth it if you're not fucked up. I think it is. It makes... It just makes me... I don't want to say looser because it makes me sound like a whore, but it, <laughs> it, it... It just essentially takes down any of my... I guess insecurities and like the walls that I might have up and I'm just a a more loose person. See for me that's how I feel about weed. Mood is loose, not my butthole. So, just wanna <laughs> clear that out. So that's how that's why I'm like more of a smoker than I'm a drinker, because that's how I feel about weed. Like when I'm like when I smoke like my I'm not like because I have really bad social anxiety. Mm-hmm. I feel like people don't know that because I do a really good job of max like masking it. Mm-hmm. Like Jimmy, our friend Jimmy. Hi Jimmy. Um <laughs> I don't know if Jimmy still listens. Um, he like I we talk about anxiety a lot because we both have it, and so like I, especially at your Christmas party, like I was like Jimmy, I'm so fucking anxious, and he was like, "You're doing really good." He's like, "You're being really sociable. Like you're like you're talking to a lot of people," and I'm just like, "Dude, I'm literally gonna throw up. Like <laughs> I'm freaking out right now." And like, you're not gonna see me in a little bit, so I'm gonna be throwing up. No, literally, and it's like for me, like drinking would not solve that like i'd probably get more anxious but like if i smoked i would be so calm yeah see that's crazy because i mean for the most part for me i can go and i'm typically a sociable person Mm -hmm. um i'm just a lot more choosy on what situation i want to be sociable in because Mm -hmm. my breath is priceless um so i can easily go to like a club or something sober like i have no problem doing that but when i'm fucking a few drinks deep I just become a fucking loosey goosey sailor mouth just like not butthole (laughs) like just sailor mouth just I already have a sailor mouth I already have a sailor mouth my filters essentially my filters just kind of go away and my like social filters in my brain just go away so I just everything 
I'll dance. I can't dance for the fucking life of me. This white boy ain't got no rhythm. But when I have when I'm a couple drinks in, I feel like I am the next fucking Chris Brown just on that dance floor busting Chris it down. Chris Brown. Oh my god. Yeah. No. For me, like all that is for me. It's weed. Like all my like insecurities, all oh, my anxieties. Yeah. Like so that's that sort of that's thing. me when when I've had a few. Because I can be casually high and just be like, oh whatever. Like I'm a little bit and high. That's funny because I can't like, be ca- I can't be casually high. Yeah. So it's the exact opposite. Because I go into a fucking spiral. Because I used to only be able to be violently spiral. high. Like, violently high, like, to the point where I can't move. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh-huh. Because you know how some people get like that? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, and then I got to the point where it's like, oh, no, like, I can smoke a blunt and be fine. Like, I can take a few hits and be fine. So it's like, whatever. But, like, I just don't, I can't smoke or do anything now because obviously I'm on Zoloft. So it's like, whatever. Being responsible adult, so I don't delete myself. But, you know. Not that. Yeah. I don't know so, how we got in this conversation. That's, that's my conversation about drinking. <laughs> um, now you want a margarita. Oh my god! Can we do an episode while drunk on margaritas? Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Oh my god! I want to make margaritas with that tequila downstairs. That tequila is good. What tequila? The Milagro? Yeah. The blue bottle? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a heavy drinker, but I like hard alcohol. I like hard things too. Anyways, <laughs> this is a really great sagu into the stories. Is it? It is. It's a great sagu. Um, I be- said sagu one time. <laughs> you always say it. This is the first time I've ever said it. You've said it in conversation to me before, I just know. casually. Anyways. You see, I have not. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. It's time for Brianna to oh. tell us. I was like getting comfortable for you to talk. To tell us all about her paranormal case paranormal. today. Paranormal. My turn. Her turn. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. Hi guys. Welcome. Hi. I'm here and I'm queer. Um. So Half. my sources. What'd you say? Half. Oh yeah, true. I'm bisexual. Um. <laughs> happy Pride <laughs> Month. Casual. I'm bisexual. <laughs> happy Pride Month. I don't know is if, if this is coming out. This month. Speaking of homosexuals, okay, yeah, I <laughs> found Fuck out my story this year, like during that this you're homosexual. Pride month, yes, okay. That there is. So obviously, you know, there's different flags for like. Uh, oh, transgender we already talked about and this. It, and I found out that there is one for MLM, men loving men. Mm-hmm. For what you would think, there's one for gay men, and I yep. didn't know that. Yeah, there's a flag for everything. Because I always thought that. The pride flag was just, just assumed to be the the gay, the gay guy. men, yeah. and then lesbians had their own or whatever. Yeah. But now apparently, the rainbow flag is just the overarching, yeah, you know, pride flag. Yeah, and then us gays now, us gay guys have our own little flag. And it's what was cute. the colors again? It's kind of like a blues and greens, like on the lighter side. Yeah. It was pretty cute. I liked it. I was like, oh my god, I feel seen. Okay. <laughs> That's all I got. I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> he like put his fake hair behind his ear, and I didn't know what to say. <laughs> it's time to sagu back to. Oh God. Paranormal. That didn't work. No, it didn't. Please go. Please talk. <laughs> talk. <laughs> go. <laughs> Story. Please don't talk like that. You're gonna make me anxious. Oh. Story. 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 My sources. Thank you. My sites. My. S- <laughs> Whatever that was. like karate chop the mic. <laughs> Whatever those words are. Are um, AmericanGhostWalks.com, IFLScience.com, 30A.com, um, AllThingsInteresting.com, which is Paul's favorite website. Website. Um, hmm? Website? Shut up. Oh. Um, Brady. 
Britannica, I think is how you pronounce this website, dot com. Um, popularmechanics.com and livescience.com. You have a lot of fucking sources for this story. <laughs> My source list is usually seven. two, maybe three. There's seven sources for this one. <laughs> He's just damn. staring at me. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Good for me? Yeah. Well, I have another horrible joke. Ugh. <laughs> Courtesy of our research assistant, Noor, to start off this paranormal story. Okay. Why do young pirates always fail when they say their alphabet in kindergarten? Because they can't say their R's? Because their fathers insist that there are seven C's. (laughs) I would have liked the R part instead. I would have really enjoyed if you're just like, because all they say is R, like just something like that. But no, you gave me seven C's. Anyway, with that being said, moving away from that joke. Yeah. With that being said, today we'll be covering the paranormal phenomenon, the Bermuda Triangle. Oh. Yeah. Do you know anything about the Bermuda Triangle before we get into this? Uh, I'm coming at you today with like the weirdest stories. It is a made up triangle in the middle of the ocean. Isn't it's not in the middle of the ocean, but the center of it, Guantanamo Bay, or is that at least part of it? No. Yeah, I knew that. Um, (laughs) I don't think so. At least I didn't see that anywhere. It is a known area that is in the shape of a triangle. Okay, that is known for a lot of paranormal (laughs) sightings and events. Sightings and events. <laughs> oh God! Sightings. <laughs> you fucking doofus! How'd you say it like that? Why not? You sounded like Norman Bates from Bates Motel. <laughs> Anywho, not even the Norman Bates himself, but the. <laughs> Jimmy, the guy who plays Norman Bates, that specific guy. Mm. Him. Anyway, so the Bermuda Triangle, also known as the Devil Triangle, is located in the Atlantic Ocean. Though the actual boundaries of the triangle are not universally agreed on, it's vaguely a triangular shape, hence the triangle name, with one of the points being the Atlantic coast of the state of Florida, another point on Bermuda, and the last point on Puerto Rico. This piece of open ocean... The Bay is definitely in there. Somewhere. Google it. I will. Keep going. (laughs) This piece of open ocean has held untold mysteries dating back as far as the 15th century. These untold mysteries can be ship sinking or reported missing, airplanes disappearing off radars without warning, compasses spinning in every direction for absolutely no reason, insane weather patterns and shifts causing untold catastrophes, and those in the triangle often report seeing strange lights in the sky and even in the water. Oh! <gasps> <laughs> bet you weren't expecting that anyway hmm. one of the first written reports of the Bermuda Triangle comes from our fave racist Christopher Columbus oh I'm like <laughs> who the fuck is our favorite racist what does that mean Chris Columb 
mm. on his transatlantic voyage, the iconic transatlantic voyage, the transatlantic voyage. He wrote in his log on October 11th of Come 1942. On. I said 1942. 1492. <laughs> I didn't even question it. I was like, wow. I know. <laughs> I just like stared at the thing. I was like, fucking dyslexia. <laughs> In this log, he detailed strange lights in the sky, which he and his crew assumed that land was ahead before realizing that land couldn't be ahead yet because it didn't make sense with like the distance and stuff like that. Um, so that kind of plays into the how I just said there are strange reports of lights and stuff like yeah. that. Some other notable reports in January of ni- 19. Hmm, some other notable reports in January of 1880. The Where trans- the fuck did you get a nine in 1880? That's why I stared at the mic. <laughs> okay, I was dude. mad at myself. <laughs> you don't have to be mad at me. I was mad at myself. Some other notable reports. In January of 1880, the training ship HMS Atlantic. Atlanta. I barely knew her. <laughs> when I want to hit you, I hit myself. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> Adelina set sail from the Royal Naval Dockyard in Bermuda heading for Falmouth on the south coast of England which when I was doing this notes I just want to say say it it's so funny that every single town in this country is just named after a town from <laughs> Europe. <laughs> We're they a reincarnation just, of Europe. They just came over here. They said Plymouth, Plymouth, Falmouth, Falmouth. They said New there's England, a, New England. They said there's literally. <laughs> they said there's a town over there called York, New York. But like, why didn't they name it like New Plymouth, New Falmouth? They said no, just Is copy Jersey. Paste. Probably. Someone tell us. Look it up. It isn't that odd. Pod yeah. gmail dot com. Yeah, we'll get. We're waiting for email. Ready to go. Why didn't you send it? <laughs> We're so stupid. Anyway. Though she never made it to her destination, she, being the ship, and her entire crew sank without a trace. Oh, ship. (laughs) I'm so angry. (laughs) It's speculated the sinking was caused by one of the infamous powerful storms that happened in the Triangle. On December 5th of 1945... Five TBM Avenger torpedo bombers on a training flight, Flight 19, disappeared over the Atlantic. The planned circular-shaped flight path that would have taken them east off of the coast of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I thought you said west. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it would have taken them off the coast east of Fort Lauderdale before uh, looping north and then back to the base. But... When the aircrafts left the ground and flew out of view, the pilots and the crew were just gone. And they were never heard from again. So, yeah. Believe it or not. So, the five just planes are gone. It gets worse. Oh. So, they sent search and rescue aircrafts. A PBM mariner with a 13-man crew. Mind you, I don't know any of these fucking airplanes. So I'm just saying what I'm told. Well, that's man. good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This search and rescue aircraft also disappeared without a trace. So the Naval Air Station Museum in Fort Lauderdale 
holds remembrance service for Flight 19 and for the search and rescue crew uh, every year on December 5th because that's just crazy. They went out for a routine mission, training flight, just, you know, learn this shit. And here you go. Do this loop. Come back. We'll do whatever. They go out. They get out of view. Gone. They send the search and rescue. They go out. Gone. Not on sonar. Not on nothing. Gone. Maybe there's just a bad storm. But that's the point, though. It's like in this one area, all these things happen. Mm. I get it. I get it. I'm a lot there. of people. I'm there. <laughs> Me? I'm there. You? Speaking of. You're there. Those people? They're uh, not there. Speaking of. So. I hated that. I talked about the ride with Jocelyn earlier. Mm-hmm. And she. When we do the. A lot of people. Mm, she thought we were talking about something totally different. I was like, no. What do you think then, we were talking about? Uh, do you know Adam Ray Okay from TikTok? Just a TikToker. Okay. Um, and she thought we were doing that, but just bad. And I was like, no, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. So <laughs> just bad. She's like, yeah. at least they're trying. So I was like, no, we're doing this. And I showed her the the concept video uh-huh. that we got off that. So yeah, frenemies. Yeah, we showed the frenemies video, and then I also showed her the um, where that I get a point comes from. Yeah. Um, because they're two separate videos. So mm-hmm. um, just like Brianna linked the music video in a couple episodes <laughs> ago for a song she was singing, I'm gonna actually put the clips of those two things so you in guys have context box, yeah. of what the fuck we're, we're talking about when we do mm, I get a point or sorry or <laughs> oh, I expected Brianna to oh I was like why are you sad that uh, you're just <laughs> or where we get a lot of people mm, oh yeah. you're waiting for me to finish so I was like why are you I'll sort all that in the description below so if you want to know <laughs> what me. we're talking about that's what it just is just click on the link it'll bring you to the tube it's basically not the not YouTube, but the YouTube. Not the what tube? Yep. So we're bringing it to YouTube and we'll have those clips so you can see what we're talking about and yeah. you'll get more informed and understand what we're doing. It's more informed. It's literally Trisha Paytas. I love her. <laughs> it's literally Trisha Paytas. I love her. That's literally who it is. I love her. She's the greatest. Anyways, that's all. That's all I wanted to cut in. <laughs> that is so funny. Because you said it and made me remember, so I wanted to say it before I forgot again. That is literally so funny. Yeah. Jocelyn just like, these bitches, like... <laughs> that's so fucking funny. Anyway. So, in 1918, the USS Cyclops... Oh, sure it's 1918. Yes. Got it. <laughs> in 1918, I have this habit of being dyslexic and saying numbers wrong, so Paul just loves rubbing it in my fucking face. Well, you did it three times this episode, so I just make sure... I'm dyslexic. All right, just double-checking. I cannot help you it. You should be tested for that. Dyslexic <laughs> and, and ADHD. Great combo! The disrespect. Dick respect. I have a 3.3 GPA. Don't come at me. Look at you, smarty pants. Yeah, fuck you. Okay. (laughs) Isn't it crazy that I have ADHD and dyslexia and I can still read like a a 400-page book in a day? That's because your brain is already going so fast, so you're just reading the words like, yeah. I know, but isn't it crazy, though, that I can, like, comprehend what I'm reading? Even though, like, Well, that's, that's like, people, (laughs) we've talked about this already, but how some people are saying that we talk too fast on here. Oh, yeah, true. But, or not even that. Just in general. Or when you were talking to Andrew, and he's like, you're talking so fast. And I was like, is she? Because I understood everything, and I didn't (laughs) notice anything. It's just that sort of thing. Oh, my God. Our new manager at my job. I was talking so fast and I could just see it in his face because he's he's old. He's an older guy. I'm talking so fast and he's just like, 
and I'm like, do I, you need me to slow down? Like, am I talking too fast? I have a tendency to talk too fast. Like, I'm sorry. Mm. And I'm just like, if I'm ever talking too fast, just tell me to shut up and slow down. Like, you can say it nicer. I'm just saying, like, just tell yeah. me to shut up and slow down. And I was just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's just how it is. Let me talk too fast. Sorry. But also it's just, normal for us. Just tell me I'm talking too fast and I'll yeah. slow down. Um, yeah, I don't normal. notice it. Yeah, no, we don't. <laughs> anyway, back in the story. Um, in 1918, the USS Cyclops... Cyclops. What the fuck? Cyclops. <laughs> Cyclops. <laughs> wait. wait. <laughs> I got the Cyclops. <laughs> like you have the hiccups. <laughs> that was the worst joke I've said all day today. That was the best. Like that the- definitely ranks <laughs> on the top of Brianna's bad jokes. I love the bad jokes. They're my favorite. Yeah, but a lot of yours are at least decent. That one did not even hit. I you know. You didn't even bump the ball. You just completely missed. Air ball. Whiffed. <laughs> Complete whiff. I loved it. It's on air. <laughs> I got my cops. <laughs> Sounds even better when you say it. <laughs> Thank you. Watch you. Thanks. Oh, why would you think? I get a point. In 1918. <laughs> You're looking at me and saying that so aggressively. Like, I'm the issue here. I've just started saying it like five times now. I could probably recite this one sentence. I can too. In 1918. See, I recited it. I got a point. The USS Cyclops left the harbor in Barbados. Sidebar. Kiwan's family's from Barbados. Sidebars. Shut up. I'm flipping Paul off. Kiwan's family's from Barbados. Hi, Kiwan. Kiwan does actually listen. Hi, Kiwan. Um, and this ship was headed for Baltimore, Maryland, with a crew of 309, and they also had some passengers aboard as well. So you can guess where I'm going with this story if you've been listening to the show. They never made show. it to Maryland. Yes, they nice. sank without a trace. I know they sank. Because it never made it to Maryland. Doesn't mean they sank. It does. I've been abducted by aliens. Valid. I know. Valid. I know. To this day, this is the largest loss of life outside of the field of warfare in U.S. naval history. <laughs> As I was typing these notes out, I know what you're going to say when I say this, so just shut up, okay? A lot of reasons... A lot of people. <laughs> See, I didn't even want to say it, and you said it, and you told me to shut up, which is crazy. So there's a lot of reasons why, in particular, this specific, like, case of, like, this missing ship is so crazy. Because there was no distress call. Like, the ship just, it's just gone. There's no lifeboats found with survivors. There was no, of none of the big storms that are, like, known to happen in the Bermuda Triangle. I couldn't even get the words out. None of the big storms happened. There was none on, like, the, um... Yeah. <laughs> that Malaysia flight didn't go over the Bermuda Triangle, did it? No. Oh. I saw that, and people were like, what happened? Like, did the Bermuda Triangle... It was on the other side of the world. Oh, okay. It was referenced, but literally they were like, it was on the other side of the world. I wasn't sure, but... Yeah. I was like, hmm, that could explain it. So there was no storms reported, nothing. It's almost as if it got sucked into a wormhole or time warp or something. Mind you... It's 1818. See, there we go. (laughs) Mind you, it's 1918, but the Titanic sank in 1912. Hmm. So distress calls for sinking ships are common protocol because that's what happened with the Titanic. They called out for Mm -hmm. like the distress call. So that's what they did. And this particular ship, the USS Cyclops, was 
540 feet long. And 65 feet wide. This is a big-ass ship. I wonder if there's just a... A field of just... Like, broken communication. Like, there's just an area... That just happens to be an area where communication from either side of land doesn't really reach. So if they do a distress call, you know... It's That's a theory. Hmm. That is a... It's like... A, it's just a, essentially a dead zone. Yeah. You know, there's, like, dead zones with, like, yeah. our cell phones. Mm-hmm. It's just that on a bigger scale. That's a theory. But it is still weird that within that area, these ships keep going down. Yeah. Dead zone or not. Yeah. So this ship was the largest Kohler, Collier, I think is how you pronounce the word, I'm not sure, in the United States Navy and had a cargo holding capacity of 1,200, I'm sorry, 12,500 tons. So I misspoke. And what is a collier? I'm glad you asked. Um, It's basically just. I know. It's basically just like a bulk cargo ship that's designed to carry coal. So it's just a really fucking big ship to carry a lot of fucking coal, basically. Must be used by Santa Claus. Of course. Because Santa's real. He is. And if you're naughty, you get coal. Yep. They are on their way to the North Pole to deliver it to Santa so he can use it for the following Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) The voice crack. (laughs) So the previous reports that I just talked about um, were obviously a lot older. They were like early 1900s, stuff like that. Um, But a more recent one Mm. is in October of 2015. That's pretty recent. Wow. Another cargo ship, the SSL Farco. I think so you pronounce it. <laughs> like a fart. <laughs> Sank off the coast of the Bahamas with a crew of 33 on board. Hmm. And with modern technology, they were able to find the ship resting 15,000 feet below the surface. But the cause of the sinking remains unknown. So with that, there was no record of like a storm or anything like that. The ship just simply sank. It was just like, oh, I'm tired. Yeah, basically. And went to rest on the seafloor. Exactly. And so with that, like, with there being no reason for it, so, like, again, I'm going to use the Titanic as an example. Um, So, obviously, they can see with, like, sonar, like, okay, the Titanic's saying, because it's in two pieces. <laughs> for this ship, it's just on the floor. Yeah. In a whole piece. Like, they don't know why it's saying. It's just there. There's no yeah. specific damage or anything mm-hmm. that that shows, like, hey, yeah. there was a big gash in the bottom of it, and it just filled with water, and it's just saying, like, none of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so for all these crazy things that are happening. Yeah. <laughs> what are you staring at so hard? Brenna, one minute ago. We have so much to discuss in regards for the submersible. <laughs> you guys are so fucking obsessed with this <laughs> fucking submarine. It's amazing. Hi, Brenna. <laughs> <laughs> and so obviously with everything we just talked about, with just these notable, there's obviously a lot more, but these are just a few notable ones I wanted to bring up. We have a lot of theories surrounding the triangle, clearly. Some people try to explain it away with just shit happens, you know? Some people just think there's no theories at all. It's simply just human error. People just suck making Mm -hmm. stuff um, navigational. They just kind of don't know what they're doing. Um, Another kind of thing where people theorize that there's no theories which doesn't really make sense i feel like that's an oxymoron it's a theory in itself yeah yeah um is that it's a popular travel route so of course a lot of stuff's gonna happen which i feel like is something you would say so i put that in here specifically for you thank you <laughs> um 
Another one, which I feel like you'll probably gravitate towards because it's pretty logical, is methane gas. So in 2016, a group of researchers from the Arctic University of Norway announced that they had discovered there was a massive crater at the bottom of the Baltic Sea off the coast of Norway. The craters were basically caused by explosions of deep sea underwater pockets of methane gas. So lots of conspiracy theorists who believe and just love to think about the stuff all goddamn day that this phenomenon might just be responsible for all the shipwrecks that happen in the Bermuda Triangle. And it could just be as simple as lightning hitting just the right spot and the methane gas bubbles would explode and that mm. would cause like planes to spear to crash and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. But to be honest, we do not know. And we wouldn't know because it would just be like something that would just happen. There really would be yeah. no proof of it because it would just happen. Yeah. So um, another theory is wormholes. Nice. And this is my favorite theory because a fucking wormhole? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, a wormhole. Yes, a wormhole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking wormhole. Anyway, a pilot by the name of Bruce German, I think you saw how you pronounce his last name, claims that he was flying through the triangle and he went through a wormhole. Quote, I didn't believe in time travel or teleportation until it happened to me. Fog surrounded my aircraft and I leaped forward a hundred miles. I fucking love wormholes. If you remember when I talked about Project Pegasus, I love wormholes. Mm -hmm. I'm she's, all for that shit. She's definitely a whole person. I am, but a whole. Mm -hmm. Me too, girl. Me too. Another popular theory. Aliens. This theory. This theory. Hey, <laughs> Siri. <laughs> oh, she actually procced. Both of mine did. That's like the last one. Okay, Google. <laughs> Alexa. Do you have one? No. Oh. But I'm just, whoever's listening, if they're listening oh, at true. home. What is it? It's Alexa or... I don't know. I feel like there's another word you could say. I don't know. I don't have an Alexa. Whatever. Okay. Hey, Siri. <laughs> I am done. Okay. <laughs> another theory is aliens. So this theory is actually the simplest of them all, believe it or not. Um, aliens use the triangle as either one, a portal to our planet, where they like to gather people and technology to conduct their research on our species, or two, not so much a portal, but just a place to conduct abductions for research purposes, because, you know, scientific method, you need to have some kind of controlled aspect of it, so they just keep taking things from this one area, which is, like, valid. If it's working, it's working. Yeah. yeah. Or three, underwater alien base. <laughs> and that you would had? no 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 and that would contest to the lights in the water that people report you had to element <laughs> you had me with the first two points i was like yeah i can get down with that and then you said underwater alien sea bays and now you just lost me i'm, I'm just reading what i'm i'm just I'm reading lost you. just like those people in the breeder triangle i'm just reading you what i what i have okay i'm just reading you what i have okay I feel like you probably believe it. No, I don't believe that one. I'm just giving you the information. It doesn't matter what mm, I believe. Sussy, but go ahead. You know what my fa also my favorite one is? What is that? Sea monsters. Oh my god. <laughs> Loch Ness Monster. This is also my favorite, and it's not just because I'm a Percy Jackson kid. Yes, it is. If you know, you know. 
That is exactly why. <laughs> this theory mainly Don't plays play. off of older folklore and stuff like that, you know, back to Christopher Columbus, you know, whatever. But there has been many, quote, sightings of giant squids in the Bermuda Triangle. No, thank you. By who? A lot of people. Saw that coming. <laughs> now, because I am here to play the devil's advocate in the devil's triangle. There is actually one theory that emerged in recent years, which can explain some of the mysteries of the Bermuda Triangle. I'm listening. <laughs> Paul said, finally, some answers. <laughs> so, meteorologists analyzing imagery from a NASA satellite in the skies over the Bermuda Triangle have observed unusual patterns of hexagonal cloud cover, some up to 55 miles across. It's claimed that these abnormal clouds create blasts of air, or what they call air bombs, and they can reach up to 170 miles per hour, easily enough to topple a ship or drag a plane from the sky, or just to simply say, to take you the fuck out. And that, my lovelies, is the Bermuda Triangle. I believe the meteorologist. <laughs> I believe in the wormholes. Of course you do. Or the aliens. 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 Is it actually a popular tr- uh, route? A popular trade route? Yeah. Huh. I mean, I don't know if it is like so much now with like modern technology and stuff. But, like back in the day, day, like again, I'm just saying Christopher Columbus because that's like a staple in time. Yeah. But yeah, that was a very popular trade route. Hmm. I believe in meteorologists. I know you do. That's why I threw it in there for you. Thank you. It's like you know I like, me. I know. I like do my notes sometimes. Like I'm throwing stuff in here for Paul. That's why I was like methane gas. It's like a logical answer. So I'm like Paul like that. I'm like Paul like this. Paul like this. Like, so, like a, in the Bermuda Triangle, were there only, besides people missing, were there only sightings of, like, the lights? Or were there, like, ghosts? Were there, like, ghost ships? Well, there is... I was, was looking is for... Is that what the Flying Dutchman... So, Flying Dutchman is, like, all across the water, just, I'm pretty there's sure. There's no specific. I mean, specifically, like, if you're thinking of, like, Pirates of the Caribbean, like, the movies and stuff like that. I think I'm more like SpongeBob. But the Flying Dutchman is, like, a real ship. Yeah, yeah, Well phenomenon yeah, yeah yeah it's like well that's based off of that and that that's in like the caribbean waters like the bermuda is in, oh, in the okay. caribbean water yeah so basically you'd be correct oh my god i get a point Ugh, you're stupid <laughs> yeah i for some reason the bermuda i know we've been saying bermuda so much it's just like jumbling the bermuda bermuda the triangle the um, shorts Huh? We can just call it the shorts. The BT, uh, <laughs> the BT was always something I knew about, but not to that extent. Mm. So thank you for that great knowledge that you provided upon me. Actually, thank Nor because this was Nor's recommendation. Thanks, Nor. <laughs> um, no, my next story isn't from Nor, but a future one is. Um, yeah, I always thought of Bermuda Triangle as like a scary place but never actually mm-hmm. knew the ins and outs of it so this was a really interesting story for me so thanks for bringing it up a lot of people also think Amelia Earhart disappeared in the Bermuda Triangle but I saved that because I plan on covering her in a future episode so yeah I can't wait to hear about it getting eaten by crabs stay tuned <laughs> yeah strap in and strap on babes yep Paul loves saying that I do it's really fun <sighs> okay how do I come up with something to beat the Bermuda Triangle. I don't know. 
I don't know either. But I'm ready for it. But I'm going to try my best. I bet you'll be able to because you're amazing. The, oh my God, thank you. <laughs> oh my God. This story is actually one of my favorite. So I've known about this story for so long and I don't remember how. Uh, it might have just been some random documentary I watched on YouTube in one of my like polls years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh. But for some reason it came up in my head the other day and I was like, I have I have to cover this. And so you'll probably know it. It's a really cool case. Um oh, you cool so let's jump into it. So don't drink the Kool-Aid. Ah! This saying ah! can be attributed to a lot of things in meetings in today's society. Lying. For instance, it could have political meaning as someone using it negatively to attribute someone to the ideologies of an opposing party. It could be used in a professional environment to describe someone who is personally invested in a company, its values, and does everything they can to be the golden worker. You know, like suck the cockney's dick, you know? Um, or Paul I just jacked off the air. Paul just jacked off the air. He literally it needs just some jacked off too. the air. Or it can even be attributed to that of the likes of cults. Now, I love how you said we weren't going to cover popular cases and you're just covering a popular case. Now, the word cult, what does that mean? Um, well, according Trump to 2020. <laughs> I said what I said. I'm not. I said what I said. I'm into that, but I'm not disagreeing. I said what I said. I'll get into trouble. So, well, according to the dictionary, it is, quote, a system of religious veneration and devotion directed towards a particular figure or object, end quote. Now, I'm sure we've all heard about cults, whether in real life or through some sort of media, whether it be TVs or movie shows. But there is one particular cult I want to focus on today. And the phrase, don't drink the Kool-Aid, can make for a life or death decision. As soon as you said it, I knew. Into, I could tell you. Like, what? <laughs> Everyone's probably like, this bitch needs to shut the fuck up. I can't help it. I get excited, guys. This is exciting. In today's episode, I'm going to cover the People's Temple leader, Jim Jones, and what was left to be known as the Jonestown Massacre. This is crazy. What? This, this story's this story? crazy, yeah. It is. And... I'll talk about it later. Okay, yeah. I don't want to ruin anything. <laughs> I know, yeah. Now, before we dive into the goods, let's give Jim Jones some background. Born in Crate, Indiana on May 13th of 1931, Jim was known as a charismatic yet disturbed man. I feel like cult leaders, I'm sorry, are always charismatic people. They have to be. Yeah. Because you need to be able to swindle people to believe you and to follow you. And so you have to have that sort of mm, trait. Yeah, you're right. You need to just be convincing. You yeah. need to be a great salesman. You need to be a car salesman, salesman, apparently. Yeah, make a lot of money. A lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, neighbors to the family always described the family as a whole as being a little odd. Childhood playmates even recalled Jim holding mock church services in his home, which... Sure, it could just be, you know, fun imagination of a kid. Nothing harmless there. But uh, these services were usually held as funeral services for dead animals. Wait, he as a child? Yes. He as a child was pretending to be like a pastor and like holding these church services, which... That's funny. You know, this whole time I was like, I was like, oh, him as an adult held these fake services no. and I was like yeah because he's a fucking weirdo that makes sense that checks out as a kid I'm like huh no these are these are like his playmates so essentially his childhood red friends red flag red were flag. saying that he'd hold these services and 
you know, as a kid, you you role play as like a cashier. Or... No, I would never go back to someone's house. We maybe play like we were at church. But I that's that's never. what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> it's one thing to pretend to be at church, but it's another thing to be holding funeral services for dead animals. So, with this, many were left to question where he could have possibly found so many dead animals, or was this less of a finding and more as an act of him killing them himself? That we don't know, but just keep that in mind. Oh, he definitely killed them. For you already here first. For shizzle. Just like, for shizzle. Just like the brother killed John Bonet. So, Jim would find... <laughs> Also, I said what I said. You heard it here first. Allegedly. Uh, Jim would find himself getting a job in a hospital as a teenager. And this is where he would meet Marceline Baldwin, who would eventually become his wife in June of 1949. Jim and Marceline had one child together and adopted several other children of various ethnicities, which Jones was proud of and would call his, quote, rainbow family, while urging others at the same time to adopt interracially as well. While Jim and Marceline were known to have a rocky marriage, they both stuck it out to the end. That was noble of them. As an adult, Jim was out on a mission to make the world a better place. He took on being a student pastor at a local church, but trouble brewed almost immediately, and quarrels were seen constantly. The issue being, Jim actually at this time opposed segregation, which... Honestly, he's a crazy man, but go off. And wanted to integrate the church. However, this, at this time, was not a popular idea in the slightest. I'm curious if he wanted to integrate the church just because he wanted more people to, like, fuck with. (laughs) Well, that and he just overall post-segregation as a whole. Yeah, but I feel like he he probably, like, really didn't. He probably just... I mean, it could be for very well personal gain. Um... He's probably but thinking like 12 steps ahead. Craziest, I don't trust people. The craziest thing to me is that this is all in like the mid to late 1900s. And then when, every time I hear about segregation, I always assume it's like 1800s, 1700s, 1800s. And then I find out again that it's in the 1900s. And I'm like, that was so fucking recent. Mm-hmm. I never have that experience of like forgetting when it is. I don't I don't really do that. I'm sorry. I don't know what to say. Okay, whatever, dude. <laughs> so this led Jim into a tough spot. So instead of trying to make things better at the church, he took things into his own hands. He would soon begin preaching specifically to African Americans, whom he wanted to help the most. He staged these preachings as quote healing rituals to try and gather a large audience and would be boasted as a place to help people's illnesses, whether it be eye issues, heart disease, or anything of the like. The idea of Jim surely took off as only two years later, he would have enough followers to start his own church. It's like he took the Bible and was like, what did this Jesus guy do? Oh, he started doing miracles. Let me do that. I could do that. And then started to do that. Yeah. Uh, He's like, hey, I'll give you 20 bucks if you say that you're blind and I healed your I healed your eyes. That's probably how it goes. And using the power of door-to-door sales and selling imported monkeys as pets to people, (laughs) Jim would eventually have enough money to create and open this very own church of his. Monkey's going to rip your eyeballs out. Now you're really blind. Yeah. He's going to heal you, all right. Bringing us now to 1956, this is where we see the opening of Jim's racially integrated church, the People's Temple. The main focus of the church was... People's Court. Dum-dum. Sorry. That was intrusive. I can tell. The main focus of the church was to help the people in need. It was initially set up in Indianapolis, Indiana, but eventually moved to Redwood Valley, California in 1966. Jim's ultimate vision was that of a communist community, one in which everyone would just live together in harmony and work for the common good. What is communism? Russia. 
communist Russia. Valid, okay. Yeah, yeah. With being in Redwood, Jim was actually able to achieve this kind of community. However, in a small way. And boy, did Jim have dreams that were bigger and better. And this is going to lead us to the country of Guyana in South America. I don't know what that accent was. Okay, yeah, I was going to ask. In 1973, (laughs) Jim would find a remote location in the country and lease some land from the Guyana government and would have workers on site immediately to begin clearing away the jungle. Since the building supplies needed to be shipped to the Jonestown Agricultural Sediment, the overall construction on this new land would be inevitably slow. Because he has all this material in U.S. and he's like, oh, gotta ship it to Guyana and that shit just took forever. I bet it, I bet it was like UPS ground shipping because that should take so long. More like FedEx, babe. <laughs> Fast forward Insider to ni- jokes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fast forward to 1977. Only around 50 people would be found living full-time on the compound with Jim himself still back home in the U.S. So he started building this place, and he's like, yeah, you can go live there. So 50 people were like, yeah, we'll do that. And Jim's like, I'm going to stay home, though. He said, I'm going to stay here with my running water and my and my toilet right you go there and you poop in a hole yeah yeah have fun so however once some dirt is starting to be dug up people will run and run Jim did cause later in 1977 Jim learned that an expose was about to be printed about him with several ex-members doing interviews for this article and the night before this expose was scheduled to be printed Jim and several hundred members from the People's Temple decided to flee to Guyana and move into the Jonestown compound full time. So Jim learned there were some ex-members that were going to reveal his shit as being phony. And he's just like, you know how we got out of this? Let's all just move out of the U.S. so no one knows. And that's what they did. Mm. I don't think that's the answer to that, but okay. No. Mm -hmm. But to Jim, he's like, I got to make sure nobody knows about this and keep my reputation so we're all just gonna move out of the country yeah but it's like just leaving makes that doesn't help people not know about it i feel like he's just a fucking idiot that's fine anyway go ahead. no he is yeah yeah while the compound was meant to be a whole utopia it actually turned into a fire festival type scenario <laughs> shout out fire festival shout out great fucking moment in history sh- shout out fire festival that's we should cover that. <laughs> we sh- honestly, we it should. is a true crime. We it is. Should. It is a true That's crime. That's just another example of rich <laughs> people spending... Did you spending- see the documentary <laughs> of the guy when he's like, I did suck his dick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this fucking old white man is just casually saying, yeah, I did suck his dick. I was like, why did you say that on camera? That was not needed. He looked directly into the camera and said that. I said, that's an intimate conversation. <laughs> I'm sorry if I just blew out your eardrums. <laughs> it's okay. Um, we should definitely, I definitely want to, we should make that a special because bro, that Yeah, it will wild. be. It's coming at you live. Rich people, am I mm-hmm. right? Don't even get us started. Hi, Brenna. <laughs> Um, the new <laughs> cut the cameras cut the cam uh, the new members coming to the compound would find out that things weren't as expected and most didn't even have a cabin to live in like they were promised this led each cabin that was actually you know built uh, to be filled with bunk beds and just be generally overcrowded the kicker of it all was each cabin was actually segregated by gender so even married couples that went to this compound couldn't live together which is crazy to me. If I went somewhere and there were bunk beds, I'd be fucking pissed. 
And then on top of that, you're told you can't bunk with your significant other. I'd be even. More I'm more mad about the bunk beds. <laughs> bunk beds could be fun, depending on. Actually, not. They are. If you're on the top, worst. If you're on the bottom, still bad. Because what if the top just went and just crushed you? And especially in just the way things are going. They're probably not built the best. That's no, probably, probably what's going right. to happen. The, these beds are giving... You've seen Step Brothers? It's like, we have so much room for activities. That's what the fucking bunk these beds bunk are giving. These bunk beds are giving uh, country fair roller coaster vibes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where it's just like... I saw a video, a TikTok, and one of the... Yes. There were a couple of legs of this ride that were on just wooden like lifted up with wooden blocks and, and every just time like the coaster came the... it like moved and almost fell off every time yeah I'm like I you will never catch me on anything on a county fair never ever. ever I mean granted you'll never catch me on a roller coaster ever but oh you'll catch me on those but no I'm, at a county fair. I'm not a roller coaster person at all I think you guys are crazy if you go on roller coasters I'm a little cray cray yeah I can tell yeah so to make matters worse he he <laughs> To make matters worse, heat and humidity in the region was becoming unbearable and caused many of the members to become sick, and those who weren't sick were required to work long days in this heat, usually upwards of 11 hours a day. That sounds like slavery. Practically. And for those who wanted to hear Jim's voice all day long through a loudspeaker, boy, did they get their wish, (laughs) as he would broadcast his voice, often endlessly throughout the day and night. Oh, so us. speaking random bullshit through the loudspeaker. So literally us. Yes. Us recording this podcast, but all day. We should do a live stream. <laughs> we should when we get when we start doing YouTube videos like YouTube. Oh yeah, we'll do a live show on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And great. that's when we'll go on to TikTok. TikTok. We can take the little good little clips from our podcast and put it on TikTok. TikTok on the clock. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> TikTok, but the party knows stop. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> and for those who wanted to hear, oh, I already said that. Oh. <laughs> And for those who want to hear TikTok by Kesha. (laughs) (laughs) All of this combined left so many wanting to leave the compound and find retribution somewhere else. But seeing how the grounds were guarded by armed guards and needing Jim's approval to leave, no one got out. As Jim just didn't want anyone to leave. So everyone was just trapped. Imagine walking up and be like, hey, I'm going to leave. And he's like, absolutely not. You'd be like, oh, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, what does that mean? <laughs> you know that TikTok? I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's exactly <it>. Anyway, <sighs> sorry. <laughs> it's not good times. For us, not for them. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Just That's what I mean by good times. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> With some people on edge and regretting the decision, trouble at the compound came into full view once a U.S. representative, Leo Ryan, heard reports of bad things happening here and decided to take a visit. Along for the ride for the compound was his advisor, an NBC film crew, and a group of concerned relatives of some of the people that were actually staying on this compound. This group would find themselves touching down and exploring a seemingly thriving and fine community. However, the outlook would soon change as that evening, during a big dinner and dance in the pavilion, one of the members of the compound would secretly slip Leo a note that informed him some members were actually being held there against their will. This led Leo on the next day, November 18, 1978 to be exact, to announce he was taking back anyone who wished to leave back with him to the United States. However, only a few people would accept this offer, with most being worried about Jones's reaction to them leaving. So these people are finally given an out, mm-hmm. and they're just like, come with me, we'll save you. 
and well i bet they're probably worried that if like too many people were like oh we're going here probably like oh well crazy because now no one's leaving what i bet they were probably scared that if like too many of them were like actually yeah i actually want to leave yeah that jim was gonna be like oh crazy because no one's fucking leaving well i mean at, the hard part about that though is this is a congressman so if jim yeah but they're not in america and like he's clearly i know unhinged. but he would they would america would still come after him if they found out a congressman was killed by him. well he is unhinged clearly True. we'll find out what happens <laughs> yeah stay tuned uh <laughs> So on they went. The People's Temple members who wanted out scrambled onto a truck with Leo's entourage to make their way to the airport. Leo, I knew it. I'm not going to the airport. I fucking knew it. (laughs) Leo at this time decided to stay back just to ensure that no one else who wanted to, you know, leave was left behind. Mm -hmm. However, this truck wouldn't make it all too far before Leo would be attacked by another People's Temple member. However, thankfully, the assailant failed the mission and did not manage to cut his throat. So this made Ryan realize, we got to get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. And he called that truck back. He himself hopped on that truck and said, deuce. Jim said, hey, kill that guy. He said, yeah. got it. Leo was just like, I'm out. If, if y'all ain't coming, sorry. Yeah. He said, I tried. He's going to kill me. Got to go. Bye. Yeah. Until next time. Yeah. The truck would make it safely to the airport, and the crew was waiting by for the airplane to be ready. You know, they're like, we made it. Mm -hmm. Um, However, while waiting, some of the crew realized a truck and trailer were coming towards them. And not before long, other members of the People's Temple would hop out of that said truck and trailer and start firing upon the fleeing members. This incident would leave five people dead in total, including Congressman Leo Ryan, with many others being wounded. Mm -hmm. Bringing back to the compound during this event, Jim ordered everyone to gather at the pavilion, and he then would proceed to speak to his congregation. He was seen as panicked and agitated and mostly upset that some of his members had left, but was very much acting like things had to happen in a hurry. Wait, so he still killed him anyway? Correct. Yeah, so he he was mad that people left. So that's my point. (laughs) <laughs> While speaking, he would tell the congregation that there was an attack upon the congressman's group and that due to this attack, the compound was no longer safe. Jim, at this point, was certain that the U.S. government would react strongly to the attack on the congressman's group, even recorded as saying, quote, when they start parachuting out of the air, they'll shoot some of our innocent babies, end quote. This is when the Jonestown massacre would start to form and come to plan. Jim would continue to tell his congregation that the only way out of the situation was to commit a, quote, revolutionary act, end quote, of suicide. Realizing this was a ridiculous plan, because it is, Mm -hmm. one woman spoke up and ridiculed this plan. However, after Jim would go on to offer reasons why there was no hope in any other options available, the congregation was like, you know what, Jim, you're right, and decided to just completely turn against this woman and her... I wonder if they were just like, this guy is just not going to fucking let us go. Or if they genuinely were just like... I think they were genuinely under his spell. And was like, you know what? He makes a good point. There is no other way out of this. And then told the lady to shut the fuck up. Maybe, yeah. The fire under... I mean, this could potentially be... What is that... You talked about it at the bank. The Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, the fire under the plan would be full-throttled when Jim would learn that Congressman Leo Ryan was one of the people killed in the airport attack. So, my guess here is that Jim was just like, 
you five, go follow them, kill the people's members that are trying to leave. Mm-hmm. So if I had to guess, he wasn't necessarily targeting the congressman mm. as he was just trying to get the members that were leaving. Yeah, but he did. I'm assuming he sent that one member who tried to do that like quick assassination because there's no way the member is just like, oh, I'm going to slit this guy's throat. That's true. But then he learned about it and he's like, uh-oh. So he would go on to... Because there was witnesses. I'm assuming that's why he said, uh-oh, because there was the witnesses. Yeah. So he would go on to, once again, urge the congregation to commit suicide by saying, quote, if these people land out here, they'll torture some of our children here. They'll torture our people. They'll torture our seniors. We cannot have this. End quote. Not long after this, large kettles of grape-flavored flavor aid, which... Off-brand Kool-Aid. He couldn't is, even. He couldn't was even go a competitor for the full, of Kool-Aid. Yes, he couldn't at the even time. go for the fucking full. It was, brand it was Kool-Aid. off-brand Kool-Aid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, I didn't know it was grape. I thought for some reason I thought it was like fruit punch. Oh. <laughs> so the large kettles of grape flavored flavor aid, laced with cyanide and Valium, was placed in the pavilion with cups and syringes to help administer. Not the syringes. Babies and children were first up to bat, and syringes were used in this scenario to pour the poison juice into the mouths and down their throats. That's so sad. Then, at the same time, the mothers would take a cup of the forbidden juice and drink it as well. One by one, members would take the juice, with some Did members... Did you just call it forbidden juice? Yep. Okay. One by one, <laughs> members would take the juice, with some members already being dead before others even had a chance to drink it. That's so sad. But don't worry, anyone that became hesitant would be met with guns and crossbows from the guards on the property and soon forced into taking the juice. So that's kind of crazy because, like, don't like either drink the juice or I'm going to shoot you. Like, just shoot me at that point. Right. <laughs> all in all, it took about five minutes total for each member to die once they consumed the juice. Mm. In the end, that I'm must have been some strong. Like, they must, they must have had a fuck ton of like milligrams in that. If you think about five minutes, mm-hmm. damn crazy. Did you ever watch the show Midnight Mass? Nope. On Netflix. No, I didn't. Because uh, I was going to say, this kind of reminded me of that. Mm. Spoiler, if you haven't seen it, I'm going to talk about it. Because um, it's essentially about religion and this dude. There's a whole plot line, but he gets everyone to really love him and all this other stuff. And at the end, there's like a way for them to live forever. But they turn into kind of like zombie-esque things that like want to eat flesh. And so they all were locked in the church. And everyone in the congregation was essentially forced to drink the juice, which was, I think, the wine that they use in the church mixed with, like, rat poison and, like, something else to, like, kill them. And then mm. they get brought back to life by the fucking whatever. Bad way to, mm. to explain it, but it's essentially very similar to this, and that's all I thought about. I'm about to watch it. You should. It's a good show. Okay. It's... The first couple episodes are pretty slow to get into it, but once I got into it, I was like, ooh, yeah. I love when people say that. When you're like, I'm going to watch it, they're like, okay. <gasps> the first couple episodes are slow. <laughs> well, because I wa- I tried watching the first episode, and I got I was pretty bored, so I stopped watching it altogether. And then when I went to California, so this was very recently, I decided to download it, and I watched it on my flight, and I just binged the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is so good. You should watch it. Mm-hmm. So, in the end, on November 18th of 1978, a total of 912 people would be killed from drinking the poison. 900? I didn't know it was that many people. 912. 900. With 276 of that being children. Oh, my God. As far for Jim Jones himself, he would be found dead with a bullet to the head. Oh, fuck him. It is unclear whether it was self-inflicted or if he was murdered by somebody else. 
The massacre as a whole would see a death toll of 918, which includes the deaths at the airport. Mm -hmm. Only a small handful of the members would survive the incident as they escaped into the jungle or hid somewhere in the compound. Up until 9-11, this was the largest incident of intentional civilian death in American history and will forever live on in infamy as one of the scariest and terrifying examples of a cult in modern history. That is just... I didn't realize... I mean, obviously I've heard of the case, but I did not realize it was 900. That's crazy. Yeah. All these all these people that were in the church and were following him, followed him to... That's why the place was so fucking overcrowded, because you have over 900 people trying to cram into... I didn't know it was 900, so that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And there was even one... I mean, there's only a very, very, very small handful of people that survived it. Mm-hmm. I didn't and, know... Wait. I didn't know people survived it. Yeah. Oh. There was there was a very small number. Okay. And one story I actually saw about... Well, obviously people briefly, survived it. That's how they know what happened. That's stupid. Right. That was dumb. Uh, <laughs> one person actually ran away and, like, hid under, I think, her bed or something like that. Mm. And she said for whatever reason, she either just, like, fell asleep or passed out. And when she woke up, she just went outside and just saw all these dead fucking bodies littered everywhere, including her sister. That's so traumatic. And sad. Yeah. So, I mean, she she lived and came back to the States and ended up having the rest of her life there. But yeah. it's the fact that she ran away, hid, fell asleep somehow, or just passed out from something. Yeah. Maybe just, like, overexertion and, like... The uh, adrenaline the and adrenaline stuff like that, and stuff. yeah. And then just woke up and... I mean, if it was me, she might have just forgot because, I mean, you wake up, you're not thinking right. And mm-hmm. then you just imagine just like stumbling outside and you just see everybody fucking dead. You see cups everywhere. You see syringes. Just like how mentally. How? Can't like, even what, do you, yeah, like, what do you what do? do, you do? That's, That's I, quite literally a scene out of a movie. It literally is. And one that you never think you'd be a part of, but she was. And so yeah. I don't know how the fuck she would possibly process that. I don't even know how to process that. I just, that's... I don't either, and hopefully I don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> Ideally. Um, but yeah, so that today is my story about the People's Temple. I love you're like, how do I fall into the Bermuda Triangle? And then you're like, oh, bitch, Jim I kn- Jones, I knew bitch. I had some goals. Don't worry. I was playing it up for the people. Oh, yeah, I know you did. That's why I was like, eh, how are you gonna? <laughs> <laughs> Let me know. You know what I was thinking about? Um, I feel like we never say this anymore. We never know what each other's stories are from the jump. Yeah, we don't. I mean, there's a couple instances where we never say we'll anymore. We used to like know. say it all the time. We're just like, yeah, we don't know where each other. Try. Well, like we never know until like we say it. That's why in the moment where I'm like, <gasps> Paul's like, shut up, because I'm just like, because <gasps> I'm like genuinely excited. Which makes me think I'm like, should I just tell her my story from the jump because then she won't thought, <gasps> you know? No, because I think it's an, I like it. It's genuine. Yeah, it's a literal general like genuine we're, reaction. We're very genuine people here, especially like. <laughs> With the La Llorona thing, and you're like, you, I don't know what you said. I was like, oh, it's La Llorona. And you were like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. That's fitting. <laughs> anyway. Anywho, we hope, as always, that you enjoyed our lovely freaking stories today. And we thank you for joining us this week on the Isn't That Odd podcast. <laughs> you can find us on whatever freaking platform you're listening to on us now or some others um, every goddamn Tuesday. I'm finagling with my mic. I don't know why. <laughs> on every Tuesday. On every Tuesday. You can find us. Not on YouTube. Yeah, yeah probably not. <laughs> um, so, yeah. You can find us wherever you listen to your podcast. Not on YouTube. Um, wherever you listen to it now, you can subscribe 
to us on YouTube eventually when Paul puts the videos on there. And you can also do these great things on like Apple Music and Spotify where you can subscribe to us and yeah. like follow us and you get our notifications and you can yeah. give us five stars and you can tell us we're the best ever. Yeah. And then you can also uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, even though we don't use it, at Isn't That Odd Pod. You can follow us on Facebook at Isn't That Odd Podcast. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, want to tell Paul he's pretty. Yeah. Want to say something to me? I don't know what you want to say to me. Maybe tell me my laugh's annoying because it is. Um, you can email us at isn'thatoddpod at gmail.com. And then if you have any story recommendations, you can um, give us them in our Google Doc that's linked in our link tree. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. I just wet my whistle. Um, <laughs> and I'm ready to rock. Uh, but yeah, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. We hope you enjoyed it. Until be your next time, be, your own, be a menace, do good things, don't be a dick, and enjoy your life. Bye. Bye.